coming up, I know we've shared a lot about Universal Orlando Resort already this past week, but we are going to give you one final recap, uh, our kind of thoughts and feelings after letting it sink in for a couple days, and and share what we think about the reopening of Universal Orlando Resort. So, from our houses in and around Central Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 262 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here today, Rhino. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. And thank you for going out with me this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were on the fence about it, and our experience on Wednesday was definitely not uh, not ideal, but uh, you, you still stuck it out anyways. You stuck there the entire time with me like a trooper, and I, uh, I appreciate it. Wet shoes and all. Yeah, that was the, yeah, I mean, at least you didn't come to Volcano Bay with me. Oh my goodness, yeah. Because that, I not only had wet shoes, but I had sandy shoes. Uh. It's the worst of both worlds. And yeah, so, uh, hey, I already talked about it in the cold opening there. We are going over kind of one final recap uh, of our experience this week at Universal Orlando Resort. If, If not... Just to like because, you know, maybe we've had changes in opinions. Obviously, mine changed the most radically in this more than Rhino's did because I continued to go back. But uh, if anything, just because uh, one of the things that we've had in all this is we've had many videos. We've had three videos, vlogs go out this past week. And then we had three uh, videos go up on the Diz channel, youtube.com slash WDW info. So we've had lots of videos, but we haven't taken the time to put out anything for audio. And honestly, a lot of the vlogs were kind of showing off the atmosphere of the parks. So it's not like, it's not even something that we could have really cut around with the audio and put it up there for you and said, here you go. Uh, it wouldn't have really made sense in that way. It was kind of just, uh, it's very visual. So that's that's a plug uh, for this. I would go back and watch those videos. I would actually watch them in the correct order, too. And that's starting with the one we released on Wednesday of Rhino and I going to Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure for the Universal Annual Pass Holder Preview, as well as Hotel Guest Preview. And then on Thursday... We had the we had Volcano Bay tickets for that day as part of the AP preview as well as hotel guests. I went to that. Rhino did not. And then on Friday, uh, the big the big boy vlog is me going around Universal Orlando on the actual reopening day on June fifth, reopened to the public, and that's when my entire opinion of our two preview days just completely was erased because of what ended up happening with it and 
So we will uh, kind of just give our, our thoughts on it, not going too in-depth, because really you should watch those videos and then watch this and see if anything changed with it. But uh, it also, it was just, it was a very weird week to be doing all this. Like, I know it, it, it still, it still feels uncomfortable just in a way doing these videos and posting about it because of everything that's happening in the world right now with the, with protests continue going on uh, for, for justice. And, you know, it's just, it's been sad and it's been, it's been just, you know, it's, it's been nonstop since, since George Floyd was murdered and everything that's come in the week since and people really stepping up and, and listening and, and joining, joining to speak out about black lives matter and speak up for, for everyone out there. And so it's, I know Rhino and I have talked about it and, you know, it's plenty of people have talked about it. It's really weird talking about theme parks at a time like this in the country because it just doesn't seem important. Yeah, it's 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 there's um it's it's tough because it's that co- conflicting emotions. You know, you're you're in this place of kind of like luxury and, you know, there's people out here in the streets fighting against systemic racism. And, you know, that's that is a very important thing happening in the world right now. And it's, it's hard to separate the two things, you know, while you're experiencing them. And I, uh, I don't, you know, I've been doing my best to, um, go through, educate myself on, on, on stuff, visiting blacklivesmatter.com, um, familiarizing myself with things like campaign zero. I've been trying to ingest as much, um, as much content in relation to the protests as, as possible. And beyond that, you know, um, I, I I've been trying to watch a lot of movies, you know. Yeah, there's there's stuff like that. That's one of the, the things with all of this is that like I know a lot of people use theme parks as an escape. Uh you know, it's we all have our different different thing that we like to use to escape and you know, with with what is happening in the country right now, I'm not even sure if, you know, escape is a good thing or if we should be all locked into what's happening and paying attention. I mean, obviously you need a little bit of it. I I would be lying if I didn't sit here and say I didn't watch comedies and other stuff that I, I still do watch. But uh, at the same time too, since, since everything started happening, I've been like, I've been glued to the news every single night watching what's happening in the protests uh, around the the country and around the world even and and locked into that and when I'm not watching the news and I'm not working I am trying to also you know go beyond what I was watching before and and try to actually try to actually learn based on you know tons of people have been posting about all the resources out there for books you can read movies you can watch to just help educate right now and yeah and i've been trying to do do my best at it as possible but i know at the same time people do want an escape and and that's why like a lot of people will watch what we do and they're they're watching this and and they use that and i just hope that right now you know, people aren't just people aren't watching this just 
just in and taking this in and just using this all as an escape and that they're they're still paying attention to what's happening in the world and speaking up and, yeah. and using their voice because one of the things is you know it doesn't matter how big your platform is it doesn't matter how many people you reach if if you only reach one person you still might be you might be making a huge difference in the world that you don't know what that's going to turn into beyond beyond you and yeah, I, I actually read something today too that goes along with what you're saying. I, I pulled it up while you were you were talking. Is that I, I read this? Um, you know, I, I've like you said, I've been digging through resources trying to uh, educate myself. I think you said a great education, listening, just listening to people. You know, uh, stories. You know, um, uh, and uh, this this one particular account I'm following um, says not perfect is better than not at all. So if you're um, many people don't start because they're scared, they'll get it wrong. And this says, if it's a choice between not doing it at all or doing it and getting it wrong, get it wrong, learn from it and just do better, do better next time. Um, you know, and start with yourself, understand history, think offline, form habits, act locally, you know, hold brands accountable, all these sort of things like you can keep looking so that this movement won't lose momentum. And I think that's something I'm afraid. I'm, I, I, I don't know about you, Craig, but I've been afraid that I don't want to be a part of anything that can derail the momentum. I always want to be pushing it forward. And I think there's that fear for me to become like that. So that's, I, I, I try to work through those emotions like you just said, like they're finding these resources where how can I better educate myself to have a more uh, conversation and spread that even if it's just to one other person, you know, and try and make the world better yeah. place for, for, you know, everybody. Exactly. And it's, it is like, I, I know I struggle with the, the imperfection part of it. And I'm sure you feel the same way too, is that it's, I, I feel like, I feel like I can always do more with this and I don't feel like I've done enough and I'm trying to figure that out and continue to to learn from it all and so it's it's just yeah I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just say a couple of tips really quick here that I've that I've researched and learned so that you know we can we can put that forward here um there's a lot of great places that you can Everybody can do something differently, whatever it is. If this is the lane you want to occupy, like hop in that lane and stay in that lane. I read something about that on there. If you can do it all, do it all. If you can only do some of it, do, you know, do something. You can donate. There's a lot of um, great funds out there. If you are friends with somebody that works at the Apple store right now, um, or you are a cast member, I don't know if Universal does it, but, um, the these uh, Apple and I know Disney is matching donations for a lot of these organizations that you can look through Apple specifically. You have to do it through the through the whatever they're called their team members mm. seedlings. I don't know what you call them. Uh, and and they'll they'll double that so you can double your donation. You can look you can seek out um, black content creators on YouTube. You know and um, it, honestly, I read a thing the other day that some people were essentially. Um, like setting up videos that you can just stream like uh they were using all music and all the proceeds of that stream went directly to that charity and the, and those those things will be labeled as such you know you can um if you go to like PBS or NPR or the NAACP or blacklivesmatter.com there's a lot of resources out here that you can start that journey for yourself you know and figure out a way that works for you even and and like craig already said one voice can become many voice you know so however many people you have however many people if you think it's not enough to affect if you can change one person's life then for the better isn't that you know that's something yep. you know 
Uh, Rhino, should we just get to the theme park talk now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So Wednesday was our preview, as we we have already mentioned, where we went to Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure with, uh, I will say, probably half of all of the Universal annual pass holders out there. It was it was busy. So it was busy, busy, but like I have not seen a parking garage flooded with that many people at once for a while. Well, for three months at least, but you know, like for, um, like, I don't even know that it was ever, I guess I had just the timing just right this year for Halloween Horror Nights. I'd say I'd compare my entry level to like a Halloween Horror Nights entry level of crowd that I was going through pre-security. Yeah, the like with the temperature checks, pre-security, the, these temperature checks were backed up like old school style Halloween Horror Nights when you used mm-hmm. to go through the metal detector check, yeah. not in City Walk, but out through the arches and every single line you would have, you know, 15 different metal detector checks for Halloween Horror Nights and each one would be a couple hundred people back in well and like, and then you you get to that point where there's no no lie like you you know that feeling when you're like i want to get to an end of the line but you can't find an end of a line yeah. you can just see people moving and you're like how do i just get in here also yeah and- there's a pandemic you know <laughs> so there's that extra added anxiety to it you know yeah and that was the the hard part with this because they're they're absolutely like we we go through this we get into the parking garage. You and I got there at two different times. So, but it was mine was just as bad when I got there as it was for you. It was not able to clear out. There was a distinct line that you were following, but it was so long and it was winding. It wound back and forth, mm-hmm. I think, three times. And then finally, you got in your home stretch of of getting to the temperature checks, and it was really just. It, it was kind of you were at odds to whether or not. You actually were going to be around people who were respecting a six-foot distance. Well, and and so other than where the social markers were on the ground outside of the temperature checks, once you got past that, everybody was just up against each other. And that's where I'd be like – I tried to be like slowly move forward, keep that gap. But then, you you know, you can't control the person behind you and you ask them to stay back and – it's whatever, but like at, I will say this: at least in the garage, the parking garage, it looked like from the most part people had their masks on already. Because for me, you should have the mask on the second you step out of the car, you know, and you're going to be around other people. Um, but it, my my frustration on that first day is that it, there was a there was a some team members there that were just standing there, not really encouraging the social distance guidelines. And I know people on Twitter got on me about being like, "Oh, it's not." It's not their responsibility to whatever. And you know what? You're on their private property. It is their responsibility to fulfill their end of the bargain, which is all of that verbiage, literature, signage, the spiels, and everything that we've gotten in our emails, that we've gotten through press releases, that we've gotten through standing in line at the parking garage. It's like you're standing there and you're listening to what the rules are, but the person who works there is standing there not enforcing the rules, you know, and some are guidelines, but some are restrictions put in place by Universal Studios. So I was frustrated by that, uh, um, you know, but also it's the preview and 
you know, part of that is the testing. And I will say that Universal did reach out to me afterwards, too. Not only did they respond to the tweet, but then later they said, can you could, would you be willing to send us more information about the times and where you were and, you know, blah, blah. And so I we've had a whole conversation for back and forth. So I do really respect that about about them trying to correct the situation. Yeah, that's I mean, just kind of jumping ahead with that. That's one thing that I'm still trying to figure out because apparently there is no clear answer on this. I posted something on Friday about how I had pretty much great experiences all day on Friday, but there was one point where I was in a gift shop checking out. They were doing a a shoot in New York area for a Volkswagen commercial. So I walked in the one gift shop by the mummy to kind of like go around and see if I could see more. And I was just interested in it. And as I was getting ready to leave the gift shop, I saw a lady walk in and she took off her mask as soon as she got in there, not eating or drinking or anything, just literally took it out like, oh, feels good to be in air conditioning. And (sighs) she walked right past the team member who looked at her and the team member literally turned to so that way she could be Pretty much like, okay, well, if I didn't see it, then I can't say anything about yeah. it. And I could tell that's what it's been. We've all been in that awkward spot as a, if you've worked at a park as a cast member or a team member where something's happening and it looks like and you just don't want to deal with it that second. You will turn and kind of ignore it. And it's not it's not right, but it's what it's what I know I've done it before. I'm sure you've done. Oh, it before. yeah, yeah. And it's I'm, you know, in an environment where it's not something with the mask, I can see that like being OK with it every now and then, like when the, the kids are climbing on the rails that they're not supposed to. And you turn a blind eye to that for a second because you just don't want to deal with it in that second. But right now, while while it's especially in Florida, our cases are going up. We're not I'm not positive where they are going up at, but they are going up. Which... Well, that was the fun the fun news at the end of the day that day was that that Wednesday was the highest case highest new reported cases day, and I was like, of course it is. Yeah. So of course today was, and it's continued on. So while we're in this state where cases continue going up, uh, I know I, I I know from my opinion if cases are still going up, even though that means. It's happening because more people are going out and there is, you know, more people are getting tested for it. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, too, you know, it's we are relaxing our our phases. So, of course, it's going to make sense that it's going up. But so with me, too, it's thinking, okay, if it is going up, I need to personally be more careful about it. And so with something like the mask, I know it's the comments are going to rip us up on it for the people who are out here still saying masks uh, don't do anything. And I'm okay. That's, that's your opinion on it. I'm just saying universal made this role to say that you had to wear masks when you're inside the parks, unless you're in a U.S. station, if you are sitting down at a table or if you are eating and drinking uh, a snack. And so, you know, you have all those options for it. Just taking it off because you need a break. That's not an option. Ma- make your way to one of the rest areas and then you can remove it, remove it in a safe environment where you can stay away from other people. And if you're not going to do that, then, you know, it's it's oh, it annoys me. And I wish that the cast members who are seeing it right now and team members like this is not the time to turn around and do it. I know how easy it is and how much you want to avoid that stuff. But right now, if you're there, like call people out on it. And I'm almost done with this. And some 
I some people were telling me, well, team members aren't allowed to say anything, only security and managers. After I tweeted that and people started telling me that, I I completely saw 10 different team members just working at attractions, just walking around from areas, working the games over in Springfield, all telling people to put on their masks when they saw it without it. So either these people are being very bold or everyone's allowed to say it. And some people just put that word out there that there wasn't. But it, it's a well, thing. It. Sorry, it's go like ahead. driving a it's 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 like driving a car on a highway. Okay, you, if you get tired, you have to find the nearest rest stop and pull over. Okay, you can't just stop in the middle of the highway where you are and do it. You know that's how you have to think about it. There are areas set up for you to relax in, but you become a danger to every single person around you. I don't care that you don't care about yourself. That's your prerogative. But I care about me, and I care about the people around me. So I, that's it's just the rules. Exactly. I, no, it's I. I was telling you, it's it just. It fascinates me that it's people have forgotten already that with masks, it's if you are sick, you wearing a mask will help prevent it from spreading to other people. And this isn't just we're not talking about just coronavirus or covid. We're talking about any illness that you have that can be transferred airborne. I'm not saying as a society we should go back. We should. Oh, I'll wear masks all the time. But right now, while we're still in this cases are rising in Florida, other illnesses are out there. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, th there's nothing we can do. It, 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 I think people forget that this is the thing where there's nothing you can do to help yourself ahead of time. So you just like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, I work out and I have all these, I eat like so many bananas a day or something like that. So I feel like I'm protect or I take my multivitamin or anything like that. Like, mm, no, that's not really how it's, we don't really know how it works yet. You know, that's, I think that's the whole the whole point of it. I'd like to also point out that Craig has finally seen the movie Contagion. Mm -hmm. So, so there. If anybody, I, I am serious. Like whatever, however you feel about the movie or anything like that, the movie is a good documentation of like what can what how a transmittable disease can spread. Okay, yeah. and yes, a lot of what happened in that movie did kind of come true. But it's, you know, I, I understand it's a movie and it's not hard science, but there was a lot of research done with that. And I I would argue anybody watch that movie before you really start thinking about hopping around too much, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, so we talked about the situation with security. It was or not even security, mostly with the temperature check. That was a mess. That was a bad way to start off. And then once we got in the park, in Islands of Adventure specifically, that was our first park that we had to go into with our tickets. Uh, it was just people people weren't doing enough to go out of their way to avoid other people. I think that's just the 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 best way to sum it up. And it's it's something that I even noticed a little bit on Friday as well. Not as bad because the crowds weren't as bad. But it really is a mentality, and I've talked to other people about it, and they're like, "Well, we're all if you're wearing masks, you're all fine. Get it? You can be you can be right up against someone else, and it's that's another thing that's going with it. Universal wants you to distance and wear a mask, not one or the other. They want you to do both, ideally at all times, and I feel like that message is kind of getting lost. So that was a lot of the reasons I feel like we had issues was just it was. It was hard because it felt like we were constantly, if we wanted to to get anywhere, we had to put ourselves into situations where we were getting too close to people. Or if we were walking just normally, we would find someone 
just even though they'd have an entire open path, they would choose to come up right beside us. Oh, my gosh. How many times did that happen? I'd be like, how is this an empty street? And you're somehow almost brushed me. Like, I I think the hardest thing for me is like we are aware as we talk about this, this is a luxury. This is private property, you know, um, but I think a big part about the decision that you as a person make in where you're going, like if you think about it, is a trust you have. It's a trust you have not just in the other people that are there, but it's a trust in whatever the business and the places that you're going that is abiding by what are the what are the CDC guidelines. It's it's you saying like it's a relationship that you formed. And so like the hard part for me is that when you go somewhere, I am there because I'm putting my trust and I've said, you've said stuff enough to me that makes me feel comfortable that I'm going to go. And then if I'm there and you're not delivering on it, you've broken that promise to me, you know, and, and it's hard. And I would hate for somebody to have spent money to come on their vacation and something like that to happen. You know? Yeah. The, the day that we were there for the preview, I, I flat out felt at the end of it, like, you know what, if you, uh, if you made the plans and you were coming down, it was not, not going to be a, a wonderful time based on the crowds that we saw there. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't fun on that Wednesday. Like I said, with it, I was also in a bad headspace on that day, but it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. Uh, it felt too crowded and it felt like, it felt like it wasn't safe. And I know we're not the only people that felt that way because I saw it from other friends who were there and said the exact same sentiments. Uh, we are our, our friends, Jeff and Denise. We saw them over on the Universal Studios Florida side and they showed up originally. And when they saw what it was like, they just left and went to to Disney Springs for a while and then came back later hoping it would be better. And so with that, Islands of Adventure was awful. But Universal yeah. Studios Florida was okay, but it st- it was kind of like at that point the taste of Islands of Adventure had kind of soured the entire experience. So I don't know yeah. if I don't know if it was like if we would have been in Universal Studios Florida first, it probably would have been like yeah, this is great. I can I can make a I can be okay with Islands because of how great it was. But doing it the opposite way, it was kind of hard to redeem it after islands at that point yeah i think my my thought on the matter is that you know i i don't know that i for me personally based on going wednesday again i didn't go the other times that craig did but um that i told you when i was leaving that i felt like it wasn't somewhere if i didn't already have the ticket and i was taking advantage of the thing i'd already paid for that i would have paid for this yeah and but that being said, my opinion completely changes on Friday when I go. And again, I, watch all the vlogs. I, <laughs> but I, I do also want to say I didn't go on any attractions. I wasn't yeah. that comfortable. But 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 you, I know you did. But I, um. I did. Yeah. And the first day I only went on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And the more I thought about that, I kind of I didn't talk to anyone who worked there. So I could only base it on what I was seeing. But a lot of people asked about like, oh, what's the sanitizing like after each ride? Well, I, I, I'll be honest. I still, after my entire experience was done and over with on Friday, I still hadn't seen any ride vehicles be sanitized. With Forbidden Journey, I do believe it was happening though, because uh, as I was there, I took some video of it that I included in the vlog where you could see gaps in the ride vehicles. So when when the vehicles are going through the station in Forbidden Journey, and you see every one of them, and there's never a break in it, that means that. 
every single RV ride vehicle is online and it's Hmm. all being used at that point in time. Uh, Now, Forbidden Journey has multiple different levels you could do, too. You could have a disabled vehicle where it still moves in this path. They're always the if they don't have enough ride vehicles to to have all of them online, there will just be little gaps in there. But otherwise they're all they're all spaced out perfectly all the time and always constantly moving around so there if you see a gap where there's no ride vehicle on forbidden journey that could mean it's disabled it's still moving it's just kind of in a keyhole position moving straight forward behind the wall and not visible to you but it is still there or the other case if you see a gap it means that a vehicle's being sent to the secondary platform and that is the non-moving platform that they can they can utilize for guests who need extra assistance and time getting onto the ride since it is a continuously moving attraction and so my theory on it is yes the crowds were a little bit slower so they disabled some of the vehicles because it's you know the vehicles are constantly moving on those kooka robotics they they get agitated the longer they're running. So the longer they can run in that keyhole position disabled, uh, the better the better off it is long term for the ride breaking down and such. But then also, I think so I think some vehicles were doing that. And I think in other cases, they were probably sending vehicles over second to secondary to get cleaned every now and then. And as they were cycling through. So they do the the hand sanitizer on every attraction I was on. They do the hand sanitizer before you get on the ride. So they were doing that. But like Rhino brought up a good point that I didn't think about with all of it. It's it's great. I didn't touch anything with my hands, even Forbidden Journey. I use my arms, but I'm using my arms then to push mm-hmm. stuff down. And it's so and then later I'm touching my arms. So uh it's all it still all can spread that way. So even though I was only using my my forearms to do this stuff, it's still you know it doesn't it doesn't make anything better with it. So Forbidden Journey, I have confidence that they were cleaning stuff every now and then. I don't know it for sure. I think so, but then the other stuff I rode over the following uh, the following day on or on Friday, so the day Friday, yeah. after I rode Transformers, I rode. Transformers, Gringot, E.T., Spider-Man, and Hagrid's, and I don't... Jeez, you're a Petri dish right now. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, and I don't... I, I personally did not see any sign of cleaning happening at all anytime I was on any of those attractions. So I can't tell you that it's not happening in between cycles and, and such. I just personally did not see it, so I... We, we did see those Transformers character people spray down the chains uh yes. with lysol and stuff and then like the second they finished like the family that saw them doing it went through it and like touched every single piece they cleaned leaned on everything with their kids so moral of the story is children are gross yeah. sorry kids you gross yeah so i i don't know i don't know that the cleanliness factor is happening on it but in terms of like the different rides that i did forbidden journey you know that was they were obviously only letting one party per bench so that felt that felt safe that I was on there by myself and I didn't have anyone with me on that Transformers it was a 5 minute wait and I walked on so I had no one else w- else with me in the ride vehicle so that was cool and I felt good about that uh Gringotts they were doing every other row I was in the front row and that's where like that 
you know, you get on and off at the same station. So I watched the people get off and I chose to not sit where they were sitting before me. And I took a seat that was open and empty as they came in. So I felt like I was okay with that. But uh, that's how they were doing that one. Then with E.T., uh, that, you know, gets on and off at a different place. So I was only on the entire thing with one other person. So they were really in front row and back row. Or if you were, you had more than four people in your group, then you had one full thing to yourself. Uh, then when I rode Spider-Man, it was the same deal as Transformers, but that did have a little bit of a weight. So I rode with one other person. So they were in row one. I was in row three. And then with uh, Hagrid's, I... They were loading every single row on that because each car did have six feet of space between it. So every single one of those was getting loaded. Hmm. And with that, that was the only one where I was like, "I'm yeah, I'm okay with this because there's this distance and everyone had the mask on and that makes it, you know, that makes it okay too. But I was like, thank gosh there are masks on because I wasn't like... As you're riding, if someone sneezed, it would just come right behind you and hit you if they they sneezed right at you. So I'm like, I, I do appreciate the mask in this sense. And uh, it's uh, the mask for Hagrid's. I know I got a lot of question about that. It was fine. I know there was a bunch of people posted that they found a mask sitting outside of uh, the Incredible Hulk down in the rocks, uh, kind of like where the it shoots off and does loops and stuff. They saw a mask on the ground and like, Oh, clearly this mask fell off on Hagrid's and or on the incredible Hulk. And I was like, with the mask, like all of my masks I have fit me pretty secure. There's one that I have that's slightly loose, but I was wearing the slightly loose one when I went on Hagrid's and it sucked back onto my face as I was moving because you're moving fast enough that it'll do that. So uh, I don't think losing a mask on a roller coaster is a is something you're going to see often. However, if you if it's loose enough that it can fall off on a coaster, I don't think it was it's doing you much good to begin with. I think you need to get a tighter mask one that's closing up all the gaps around your face and stuff. So that's my recommendation on that. And I forgot to mention it in the vlog too, but I, because I kept talking about like, we'll see how long Hagrid's is after I get in line until I get on the ride. It ended up being about a 20 minute wait from being way outside in the extended queue to actually getting on the ride. It was only about 20 minutes. So not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, but yeah, my, it was so slow on Friday that that completely changed my viewpoint on all of this. If it is, if it's this slow for the next foreseeable future, I, I wouldn't say go out of your way to come, but if you had any fears about coming to the parks, I think, I think you can rest a little easier on it. Um, it definitely, my experience on Friday on the reopening day, I would say if it was like that every single time that I would probably personally go like once a week um, as an annual pass holder, and I wouldn't be nervous if I was coming in. If it was like it was for our annual pass holder preview, I still kind of stand with that. It's not You're not getting a good vacation. You're not comfortable. It's only going to get hotter as that we get into summer here and continue going deeper into summer. So uh, it's I, I it's really mixed. If the crowds are small enough, I'd say I'd say go for it. You can make a good time out of it. But the busier it is, it's just not worth it. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I think, I, I don't know. I'm just still not in that point yet where I think I could be like, if you're an out of state family coming for a vacation, but I don't want to speak to what the hotel resort stay could be like. Cause I have no idea, Yeah. but I, I just mean, I don't, I don't know that I don't know that I would say this for any theme park right now that this should be your first visit here or anything no. like that, you know. But if you are, you know, trying to get out of the house and do something and it's a day where like you could make the choice in the parking garage, does it look okay or not? You know, can I just walk in? Then I'd say like hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like we always we've been saying since the beginning, you gotta make your call for you, you know, yeah. what your comfort level is. Yeah. But I will say I will not go back to Volcano Bay. For a little bit, I will go back eventually uh, to not go into the pools and stuff, but it did gross me out there. I that was besides the lifeguards and myself and a couple like managers and technicians and stuff. Everyone who was there was just walking around without masks the entire time. And I get it. It's you can't get them wet. So they basically said, yeah, you don't have to wear them. We recommend that you wear them between moving from place to place and such. But that was, you know, it's, I wasn't even really seeing that. So it just, for my level of comfort, that was not, that was not, uh, that wasn't where I felt good at. It was like, I went to Tampa and to, to pick up some stuff from Tampa and in the five minutes I spent outside of my car, the entire time that I was there, saw probably 200 people and only four of them were wearing masks. And so I said to myself, okay, well, I I came this time, but I won't be returning until I feel more comfortable with that again. And so it's just, it's, everyone's different. I think I, for me personally, I think I'd like to see some more data now that it is up and running. I'd like to see some time spaced out. Like I, I feel like I tip my foot in. I feel, uh, you know, it's like what you said. It's our job, but I definitely feel, I felt when I got home Wednesday, I felt like dirty. I felt terrible. Yeah. Like I, a part of the problem by doing that, you know, and, and I don't like that, you know, so, um, but, you know, I tried to be as safe as I could. And, and, you know, and the idea being that we, like what Craig said, we are trying to help, um, some of you out there and stuff. And so, um, I, uh, for me though, it was like, okay, my, ex- based on just that, my experience that one day, I, I was like, I'm going to need some time. Cause now I feel like I've ruined my 14 day window that I want to give myself before I was around anybody again. And I think the hardest thing I have trouble with is like, I just want to hang out with like two people. I don't want to go to a theme park. Like I want to be able to be in the same place as two of my friends at the same park. And I mean, I guess I can go do that at a theme park now. But it's like, I'd rather do it at somebody's house and we're just not there yet. And that's where I think my brain is struggling with that aspect of it. Um, but I also have a really bad types of anxiety that I just get lost in sometimes yeah. too. So, you know, I, you know, like, again, do your research. I'd like to see some information about, um, you know, about this and more, a little more widespread testing would be great. And we could see what, what, ha- wh- where we go from here, you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of all there is to say about it. So if you are visiting, universal still if you made those plans and you're going to follow through with it please just obey the mask rules uh take advantage of stuff like the u rest stations which are areas that they set up there's two in each park there's one in universal studios florida it's in the lagoon outside of uh hollywood across from like animal actors beside um 
beside the the train, the Back to the Future train. And then the other one is right in front of the Fear Factor live stage. And Mm -hmm. then over at Islands of Adventure, it is directly in port of entry as you're walking in and you can choose to go right or left if you go straight you walk right into the u.s station and then the other u.s station is actually the theater seating for sinbad because they haven't destroyed Ah. any of it yet so it's just it's you know you have to wind all the way back to get into the theater which we didn't do the day that we were there so we didn't even know it was there but then once i saw people post photos i'm like okay on friday i'm gonna go check it out and it was like almost eerie being back there and seeing that set untouched for oh, years weird. now and just sitting there. And uh, yeah. and it, it's cool, but that's your other spot there. And there's so much room in those places. You can take off your mask and you can still be away from everyone and just relax for a little bit. So uh, it's it's great that Universal did that. And some people pointed out, we believe it was in the plans for Disney as part of their reopening. And Universal just kind of came in and said, hey, that's a good idea. Or they knew they were going to do it all along and just didn't say anything. Regardless on that, it's it's great. It's a great option for people who don't necessarily want to sit down at a table and have a meal just to be able to have that relief of taking your mask off for a little bit. So, yeah, uh, it's just I'd say if you have those plans and you feel like you feel like you listen to what we just said, watch our vlogs, if you feel comfortable with it. Have a great time. I hope the crowds are like it was when I went on that reopening day. And yeah. if it's if it's not, then if it's not something you're comfortable with, then you know I fully fully respect you for saying it's not and wanting to to bow out of that. So I I mean I agree <laughs> with you. Okay, well uh, that is I think that's finally now it for this episode so uh make sure you watch all those videos like i told you and uh if you need any more information head over to disunplugged.com home of our show notes page for this show and all the other shows on the disunplugged podcast network you can find links to our social media channels and more of course you can always find me on twitter and instagram at teleclaster if you need any more information and rhino where do we where do we find you uh instagram or twitter it's ryno1185 and i will always respond and so you know if there's anything that you feel like you need to educate us on or get uh you know hear from us about the theme parks or you want to communicate some stuff to us i'm here to listen yes here to listen me too me too and uh so yeah if you uh watch this on youtube make sure you are subscribed and leave us comments and questions down below and hit that thumbs up button and if you're listening to this on apple podcasts uh stitcher spotify or google google play then go ahead subscribe and leave us ratings and reviews when possible and oh we got to the end of the show and i forgot to say Happy birthday to Universal Orlando yeah, in Universal yeah. Studios, Florida. 30 years old, the day that the the day of of this being out there. So, what a we probably Dirty 30. Yeah, I mean it's maybe we'll do maybe we'll do like a a look back or retrospective next week, but we felt like this needed this needed to happen uh for for this episode and so maybe we'll we'll reflect back on 30 years next week or something else i I oh figure it out i i I forgot to even bring this up to you did you see that annual pass holders are getting the refillable coke mug and stuff like that too yeah if you uh if you do a mobile order then you will get uh the refillable cup and a day's worth of um 
of yeah. uh, drink, which is really cool on top of a new retro uh, retro magnet. And uh, there's lots of, lots of cool stuff for annual pass holders. They're doing an exclusive entrance for annual pass holders starting June 8th through uh, July something. I can't remember the end date on that, but exclusive. Yeah. That, and that's not just an entrance to get into the parks. That's through security as well as also temperature checks. So, and exclusive annual pass holder parking. But, hey, it's pretty much only annual pass holders going right now anyway. Yeah, so, right. yeah. it's <laughs> what does it all mean? But it's uh, I love that they're really embracing the 30th anniversary. 25 felt like nothing. But 30, yeah. it's been lots of cool stuff between the merchandise and now this annual pass holder promotions. So, I'm even drinking uh, from my confrontation oh. glass right now. So... You didn't even go on that attraction. I didn't. And I actually told Kylie, I was like, the only glass that I want is E.T. And I was like, if I could get another glass, I would actually get the Jaws one. And she then was like, okay, well, I want the Back to the Future one. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't even see that coming. I don't I don't think she even likes Back to the Future that much. I mean, she will. She likes it, but not like enough to be like, I need the merchandise. And then I was like, I also, as you've heard on this show many times, I love Kong and I love King Kong. So it was then like, okay, I wasn't going to get that one too. But if we're going to now get three, <laughs> we're just going to three cups, set. we might as well just get all four. And then of course I have the coffee mug too. And I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably get at least one shirt or something for it. So I do like the throwback stuff. Well, well, the shirt is like straight up the shirt I had when I was a kid, like the ET with his yeah. hand over the thing. I had that and I wore it once and my mom didn't take the sticker off the shirt I had on it and I could never wear it again because the sticker was like stuck on the shirt. And I, and I always think about that. And now that there it is again, I was like, Oh, should I get this? But I hate when that happens, but. Yeah, it's one of those things that I, you know, we've shared it before. I didn't come to Universal for the first time until 2011 when I got hired at Universal. So I missed it, but I still connect with all of the retro, the retro logo and such, because that's literally what I grew up on watching Nickelodeon every single day, seeing Nickelodeon Studios and knowing that logo, seeing the promotions for ET Adventure and stuff. Like I, it's it's so ingrained in me, even though I didn't visit until years and years later. Like I remember in 2013 when I went to Hollywood for the first time and I got to see they have the fountain outside of the, the park entrance that has the the Universal Studios Hollywood retro logo in the fountain. And like I I almost teared up looking at that because it's like it's just it feels like I know all this stuff, even though I never actually lived it. So it's a uh, very, very cool. I like I like this retro stuff. So mm-hmm. I hope it sticks around for the rest of the 30th anniversary. And it's not just a like a real quick thing right now when they let it go after that. But it's cool. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I derailed the closing. You did. So, uh, well, that's that's it for this show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name and uh, the G stands alone. <laughs>